Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast of the Maricopa County Library District. I'm Michael. And I'm Leslie. And this is Long Story Short. So Leslie, today we are going to take the ultimate Jane Austen survey. We are. I'm very excited about this. I've read Pride and Prejudice. I've read Sense and Sensibility. And I've read Emma. You're a little bit more cultured. Yes, I've read four of the books and I'm halfway through Mansfield Park. So I've read Pride and Prejudice, Persuasion, Sense and Sensibility, and Emma, but I haven't read Northanger Abbey. Yeah, so you Northanger Abbey fans, if you're tuning in to hear all about that book, you're going to be sorely disappointed. We're going to go question through question here, and we're going to lay out our answers. I guess I should say right now that there will be a few spoilers in this. With that being said, let's start at question number one. Which Jane Austen novel is your favorite? So this one was pretty hard because they're all really good, but... Even Mansfield Park? No, Mansfield Park's actually pretty low on the list right there, but... But we're not talking about the least favorite one, right? Now we're talking about the favorite. <laughs> so, favorite one would probably have to be Pride and Prejudice. Because... Well, why do you say that? Well, Pride and Prejudice is like the ultimate classic Jane Austen book. There's some Sense and Sensibility fans right now booing you from home. But I really like the family dynamics in Pride and Prejudice, and I like Elizabeth's internal struggles and how she's trying to maintain this dignity and right that she has to choose someone for love and not fall into like the the box that her family has put her into, and she yeah. doesn't want to just marry someone just for the sake of money. And that her struggle with, with Darcy is actually really cool in the long run, and that the relationship at the end seems real. Yeah, I mean, Pride and Prejudice, I'd say that's my second favorite. Honestly, and I'm not actually a Sense and Sensibility guy, I'm an Emma guy. So I thought Emma was by far the funniest. The character Emma is quirky. There's a lot to like about that book. I mean, I would rate them both very high, and I'd put Sense and Sensibility of the three that I've read a little bit below those two. But yeah, I'd say I'm an Emma guy. Yeah, Emma's a great story. Anybody who's seen Clueless, like myself, will... uh, know the story of Emma, even if you haven't read the books. Anyway, let's go on to question number two. Uh, which Jane Austen protagonist is your favorite? That one's hard, too, because there's actually a lot of really great protagonists mm-hmm. in all of her books across the board. Even in the books that I don't really enjoy, like Mansfield Park, Fanny is a pretty great character as well. But I have to finish that book before I can make an ultimate judgment call. But my favorite actually is Anne from Persuasion. For Persuasion. From Persuasion. Anne is really great. She makes some mistakes at the beginning that opens up the story that leads us through her path of why she has to find the love of her life again. But she does know what she wants and she does go for it, even though like everybody's told her she shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, Persuasion, though I haven't read it, what you've told me about it is interesting, the way that it starts off at the end of a relationship. Maybe you can kind of explain this again. So at the beginning of the book, Anne is engaged to her longtime love. And she's, they both have decided that they're going to live happily ever after and get married. But his station is not too great, like in life. Like he's very poor. He doesn't have a lot, he doesn't have a title. So his fam, her family convinces her to drop him and try to find somebody else. And so she's persuaded, which hints the title of the book, to not be with him. And so throughout the course of the book, it's her meeting him again and then trying to figure out whether or not they can be in a relationship with him again because he's pretty much forgotten her and will not forget her at this point. So to get back to the question itself, 
I'm going to choose Emma. Now, I know I've chosen Emma twice in a row here, but I really kind of related to Emma. I feel like I'm actually a pretty similar character. We both like to play matchmaker. Uh, I'm just kidding. I don't play matchmaker, but she does. I just thought she was really funny. I would say, based on that alone, that she's my favorite of the protagonists. Yeah, Emma's pretty fun. She's a big personality yeah. and a lot of opinions and things, so. Yeah, she's larger than than life. She's just like a big personality, like a star of the show kind of deal. Totally agree. Okay, let's go to the third question. Which Bennett sister from Jane Austen's Pride and Prejudice is your favorite? I have to say Jane. Why do you say Jane? Jane is the most responsible and most put together of the Bennett sisters. Yeah. I mean, as you go down the line, Elizabeth, of course, is the main character, so she gets a lot of screen time. Yeah. But unfortunately, the rest of them, as you go through, are... I mean, they each are great in their own way, but, I mean, Jane... I felt for Jane. Like, Jane needed to have, like, the world given to her at the end. Like, if Jane didn't get a happily ever after, like, I feel like I would have, like, thrown the book away, so... Yeah, I mean, Jane's hard not to root for. Good-natured, you want things to go her way. Just, but I think I'm going to answer this differently, and I'm going to throw in a surprise answer. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to go with Lydia. I'm going to surprise everybody and go with her, because here's the thing about Lydia. She's fun. Like, she's not, like, the kind of fun that maybe you would want to pick as your wife if you were picking for the Bennett sisters. But as far as just going out and having a good time or whatever... I'd say Lydia, she's always down for a party. I'd say Lydia is just like the right amount of fun. I can totally see it. I can see it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no surprise there. <laughs> so let's go on to the next question. From Jane Austen's Sense and Sensibility, are you an Eleanor or a Marianne? And I feel like we should explain this question probably to the people that have never read Sense and Sensibility. Eleanor is the sense in Sense and Sensibility. She's very practical. She's like a thinking person. She keeps her emotions to herself. Like she does usually what's right and practical in any situation. Whereas Marianne is supposed to be the sensibility, meaning like she wears her emotions on her sleeve. Like she's, I mean, she's more connected to her feelings than Eleanor, but she can be kind of a loose cannon because of that. Decorum goes out the window with her sometimes. Like it's like whatever she's feeling is like what everybody's got to feel. Yeah, Marianne's like the Lydia of the sense and sensibility world. Sure. Yeah, I mean, she's more put together than Lydia is, because Lydia's a little bit of a, a wild child. Well, right, but she's kind of along that path. So, wh which one are you? More of an Eleanor or more of a Marianne? We've talked about this a lot, and way more than I feel like we should have talked about whether or not you're an Eleanor or a Marianne, but I think I'm more of an Eleanor, because I am very responsible. I worry about what people are thinking and how my actions may affect other people or affect myself or how I'm seen. So I don't know. I don't. I don't feel as much comfort saying I could just be a Marianne and free spirited to do whatever I want. Whereas me, I'm more of a Marianne. I just say things. That's why me and Leslie are a good match here because she makes sure I don't say anything too terrible. Just the same way that Eleanor always tries to police Marianne from going over the deep end. They're both actually great characters, and they are similar in certain regards. But they are, for being sisters, they're very different. Yeah, I think it's really great that Jane Austen put both in her story, though, because they she could have just gone the one protagonist route that most of the other stories were. Right. But for sure, they both worked well with each other. Number five, which Jane Austen leading man is your favorite? I know that we have the same answer for this one. And if you're listening at home, you should also have this answer. I'm just going to say that now. 
Yeah, it's a little bit of an unpopular opinion that obviously we didn't choose Mr. Darcy. So if anybody no. is a Mr. Darcy fan, I'm sorry, but we can't lie. Yeah, we're not, not, we're not team, team Darcy here. No. <laughs> so our favorite actually is Mr. Knightley. Yeah. From Emma. Easy. Yes. 100%. He is the best leading man. Right. I mean, list off the uh, reasons that Knightley is the man. He knows Emma really well, yeah. uh, but he's one of the great characters that actually, because of his close relationship with Emma, he actually calls her out on everything, and in a way that shows her like when she's getting too crazy and meddling too much in other people's lives, he's the one person who can speak into her life and tell her that you need to calm down. And I think he does it in a way that's not like controlling, because you could look at a character like that and be like, oh, he's just a controlling guy who's just trying to nitpick her or make her feel insecure about herself. But like, they have the kind of relationship where it's like the one person that she trusts and he has a really strong moral compass, it feels like. Yes. And so I think she knows that she gets a little bit silly at times and a little bit too into the moment with her matchmaking or anything else. And he's able to politely step in and just tell her to be like thinking about the little guy sometimes or like just people that she would otherwise would not be on her radar. Because yeah. she she's good natured, but she steps on littler people at times and he doesn't do that kind of stuff. Yeah, and he's, everybody else in Emma's life is kind of like, oh, look at Emma, let her do whatever she wants because right. she's doing great. And then, but he's the only one that's like, no, let's try to. Right, and then she ends up respecting him for that because. Yes. Everybody else in Emma's life is like a, a yes man or woman and just like, yeah, says that she's the best, but he's the one that will just be honest with her. And I think she ends up appreciating that honesty. Yeah. What up, Mr. Darcy lovers? Take that. Anyway. Mr. Darcy did make the list. He's not at the top. Yeah, he's not at the top. He's, <laughs> let's be honest. He's better than Mr. <laughs> Ferrara's. Like, I mean. Captain Wentworth technically is pretty great too, but. Michael hasn't read that. And then I'm not a Colonel Brandon guy, but you like Colonel Brandon. Colonel Brandon, I thought was pretty great. Yeah, I I just feel like he bent over too far backwards for Marianne when she didn't really ever give him any green lights. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean that he's a terrible, like, he's not the best leading man, though. Like, I feel like that, yes, he could have rejected her, and yes, she took advantage, I feel like, but at the end of the day, he's a pretty great person. I mean, he's a good person. Yeah. I'll give him that. <laughs> Let's go to the next question. Which Jane Austen bad boy is your favorite? And I know we have a disagreement here. We do, because my favorite bad boy is actually Mr. Wickham from Pride and Prejudice. Right. And I also like Mr. Wickham. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's the baddest of the boys. I think uh, Willoughby is the baddest of the boys. And the only caveat I'll say is that the end of Willoughby's character arc, where he regrets everything, that's not the real ending in my mind. (laughs) Willoughby is just like, yeah, I married the rich girl, and I got to like dabble in all these other girls' lives too, or whatever. That's the real Willoughby. So I kind of changed the... uh, the canon there. Well, yeah, you changing the plot line doesn't fix the fact that Willoughby actually has, like, a redemption arc. So, like, Wickham doesn't. In the I way. mean, like, he, he marries Lydia, he's right? He's forced to marry Lydia, but he doesn't want to. Like, it's not like he's like, yay, I'll change my ways. It's like, literally, you are marrying her. Yeah, that's Everybody's true. Everybody's involved right now to make sure you are getting married and you're not getting out of it. 
Yeah, I would say those two, though, at least of the stories that I've read, are the baddest of the boys. Like, I mean, in Emma Frank Chir Churchill, he's like, ends up being like, not too bad of a guy. His little like, secret thing going on with Jane Fairfax, it's questionable, but he's not like a true bad boy. Yeah, Mr. Elliot from Persuasion isn't the worst of the bad boys. He's in there only because like, at the beginning you find out he's actually Anne's cousin and he's supposed to inherit the estate. Okay. But he refuses because he doesn't want to be bothered. And then later on he shows up just because he finds it favorable that if he was to marry Anne, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, maybe this is a good thing for me. Whereas it's like, where were you for the past 20 years? Which Jane Austen rejected suitor is your least favorite? Oh gosh, cross the board, Mr. Collins. I start to like worry in my life if like people think of me as a Mr. Collins. You know, everybody else in that whole situation is less than impressed. I don't think his wife is into him at all. Yeah, Mr. Collins most definitely uses his, um, his status to promote himself. Like he doesn't really have personality on his own, but yet every party he goes to, he's like, look at me. I live with Lady Catherine, and she gave me all this money, and this is why you should love me. And yeah. It's just, no. Wow. Which Jane Austen character is your least favorite? Out of all of them, I would have to probably say it would be, it's a, it's a pair. So it would be Walter and Elizabeth Elliot from Persuasion. Okay. So they're Anne's sister and father. Okay. So they're considered the worst because of just their, their choices in life, that they really chose money and position over Anne. And Anne worked so hard to keep their family going and to just be the best daughter she could be, but yet they constantly were rejecting her for their friends and their society and the things that could better them. Okay. If we're talking about worst or in the like most evil sense, then I think it's Mrs. Ferraris and Fanny Dashwood from Sense and Sensibility, because I think yeah. they're like downright bad people. But I think that's not gonna be my answer though. I'm gonna go with Mr. Elton's wife from Emma. She is just obnoxious. And not obnoxious like, there's like well-meaning obnoxious characters in a lot of these novels. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But she's just, she's the worst. Yeah, uh, I don't agree, she is, she's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, it's not nice to say, but she's a fictional character. I just got to throw her right under the bus. She's just not my cup of tea. I'm just got to be Sorry, Tanner, any Mr. Elton White fans out there. Right. <laughs> you want to move on to our last question? Yeah. Which related work or retelling is your favorite? Okay, so mine would be a related work. So my favorite one would actually be Austin Land. Austin Land. Austin Land. So Austin Land is a book by Shannon Hale, and it was written recently, but it's the story about in England, there's this resort that you could go to, and it's where you could live in Jane Austen's time period. It's set in modern time, but you'd go, it's like a Renaissance festival, you'd go and hang out with people. This is a, wait, is this a fiction or a non-fiction? It's, it's fiction. Okay. It's completely fiction, yes. So the book just follows this, this the main character who actually just really loves that time period, and she just wants to find her Mr. Darcy. So she's going to this place to just experience love there. But there's also a movie, and the movie I highly recommend as well. It is actually very well done. Sounds pretty appealing other than finding a Mr. Darcy instead of a Mr. Knightley, but I well, guess, I mean, you, you know, to each their own, right? You have to read the book. Okay. Or watch the movie, because like, it explains that in there. So. so I don't really have very many related works or retellings to 
recommend. Obviously, I dropped Clueless a little bit earlier in this thing, but what I think I'm going to go with, even though I haven't read the book or seen the movie, but I really like the idea, is Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. Uh, yeah. But I think that's a really funny idea. Since Sensibility and Sea Monsters, also pretty solid, but not as cool as Zombies with Pride and Prejudice. So I mean, if anything, you should look up the book just to look at the covers. The covers are pretty cool. I mean, they tell us not to judge books by their covers, but I like the lady with her jaw falling off from the cover, so we'll just go with that. Anyway, so that takes us to the end of the Ultimate Jane Austen survey. You got anything else to say before we uh, let them go? No. Thanks for listening with us and going through the quiz with us. That's right. Take it easy, all you Jane Austen fans. Peace. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ.